0: Hey everyone, welcome to She Brigade the podcast. I'm your host, Belund Lemsemech. On each episode, we bring you amazing trailblazing women to come share with you their life and career journeys from entrepreneurs to -to nine-to-fivers and everyone in between. Our guests go through all of the highs and all the lows of this life journey that have brought them to being who they are today. Let's dive in. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of She Brigade. On today's show, we have the lovely Samke Mtsongo. Samke went from being a banker to being a to being wait to actually founding your own company, the next chapter wealth partners. Um, and I like, I feel like that doesn't even touch on the kind of person that you are I and mean, like your actual journey. Because when I first came across you, that was three years ago when I started at my current company. And you came and gave us a talk. And um, the talk was around was around um, personal finances and wealth. As actually, yeah. So you gave your story, and you actually gave us act- what, what I liked about it was that it was practical and relatable. When you were speaking to us, you weren't speaking to us from like up here, speaking down to us, like how I feel. Like with finance, I'm, I'm uncomfortable with finance. I'm one of those people. <laughs> so hearing you speak, I loved it because you spoke to us in a very relatable way, in a way that I felt like okay, I can totally understand what she's saying. I can, I can actually implement what she's saying in my life. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm very happy to have you on the show. Thank you. And I'm very excited to hear, have you share your story with all of our listeners. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me, Pelu. Okay, so we like to start all the way from the beginning on the podcast. So go take us all the way back. Where do you come from? What was your upbringing like? Who was some as a little girl growing up?
1: Okay, perfect. Um, my name's are Lisi Pesile, meaning we've been blessed with a beautiful gift. Oh, wow.
0: Yes. That's a beautiful
1: gift. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and um, the reason I mention that is because I think names are very important. And uh, for a long time, well, I go by uSamke, but uh, only recently I changed my Instagram handle to Pesile because it was only this year, 2020, that I truly believed that I'm a beautiful gift. I'll tell you why. I was raised by my grandmother, my parents had me in university, and so um, they, you know, my mom gave me to my grand to be raised by. So Mm. I felt for a long time that my parents rejected me, Mm. and that manifested itself in uh, many, very many limiting behaviors and actions that I had taken, which I had to work through. But um, my upbringing was very, I would say, privileged. We weren't rich, but we were definitely privileged. And uh, I was my grand's last born child in all intents and purposes. And uh, I was very affirmed growing up. My gran was a matron, a chief matron at the hospitals. So we always used to live on hospital premises. So for the first eight, nine years of my life, I lived on hospital premises, first at Matadene Hospital, then Anguilazano Hospital, and then we moved to Pietermaritzburg, where we stayed in a freestanding house. So I always joke and say that I stayed in a gated community before (laughs) gated communities (laughs) became a thing. And uh, for a long time, I'd be the only child uh, in the house, and even in the hospital so if my gran had cooked something that i didn't like for dinner i'd go to the dining hall because i was like mm, no don't feel like eating that i'm going to go to the dining hall and this <laughs> is the age of four so i don't think that this is any much older than the age of four oh, wow. and then i check what's on the menu i'd look around to see what's being dished out and then i'd grab a seat with the nurses and they obviously know that this is Oh, Mrs. Simselegu's grandchild, mm. and they would all like dote on me. So I was very, very affirmed, but I wasn't affirmed by the people whose opinion mattered. So as much I was confident, as much as as I was confident on the outside, there was mm. also a lot of insecurity that I carried because you know why don't why doesn't my mom or my dad think of me that way? Because they went on to get married and raise the children they had in those marriages. So that's a little bit about the the the, the child in me and how the child manifested growing up, and I think it'll come out as we chat Mm. how those limiting behaviors um, played themselves out. Um, In terms of the cities I grew up in, until I was about 12, I stayed in KZN, moved to Johannesburg until I was 15, and then moved to Cape Town, uh, finished my schooling there, went to UCT. I uh, got married and came back to Joburg in 2010 with my then husband,
0: and um, I've been on Johannesburg since. Oh, wow. So you've lived almost all over South Africa. <laughs>
1: Correct.
0: <laughs> Pretty much. You've been exposed to a lot then. 100%
1: I'm a bit of a nomad Yeah Which um, Is good and bad It's good in that I can make friends With every, anyone Really um, But it's bad In that If something Isn't working out for me I'm very quick To pack my bags And go So I know How to leave the table When love mm. is no longer Being served um, And that Then you know can make relationships difficult. If (laughs) anyone follows me on social media, they'll know about my romantic escapades. (laughs) uh, But I think it's a good trait as well because I I don't really suffer loss. I have a Mm -hmm. certain expectation of how people around me should treat me, but I also hold myself to their expectation of me. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not one way at all.
0: Okay, oh wow. So um, tell us a bit about um, when you were like, a child in primary or high school, did you know what you were going to be when you were growing up? Uh, What were you good at? Um, What did you like? What didn't you like?
1: I was lucky in that I was good at a lot of things. I was good at sport, I was good at drama, I was strong academically as well, so I was always top two academically. And um, I wanted to be a pediatrician. Growing up, because my father was a medical doctor, ah. and I wanted to follow in his footsteps. Now, did I want to be a pediatrician because that was my ultimate calling, or did I want to be a pediatrician because I thought if I like what he, if I like what he likes, mm. he will then like me enough, mm. you know, to take me and raise me? And um, I say all of this with a big caveat. My father was absolutely fantastic, um, and uh, my father would give grand gestures of his affection um, to make up for his absence, I think. So every Easter holiday, June holiday, September holiday, December, from the age of five, I was flying unaccompanied to Johannesburg. So I was the baddest bully in KZN because <laughs> any toy that was advertised on Verimark, I had the newest clothes. My grandmother, um, my paternal grandmother worked at Edgar's. Mm. So the newest fashion I had, and if anyone wanted to play with anything, they had to come through me. So I, I grew up very spoiled uh, by my father, and I grew up um, equating... Gifts and grand gestures to love, Oh. and that developed my love language.
0: Oh, do you know what your love what your love language is uh, now? Gifts. Hello, keep uh, your is words. Is it still gifts? <laughs> <laughs> keep your words. Um, I lie. I lie. Um, I
1: lie. It's it's gifts accompanied with um <sighs> with words. But as again, this year words have meant very little to me because I've dated a lot of men with a lot of money <laughs> who say the right things, but their actions don't marry their the words. words mm. Right? So now actually, it's actions more than anything. But um, I, I I do struggle to to um, to date you know people that really can't take me to dinner in <laughs> New York <laughs> it's just it's, it's a preference it's a preference, It's I'm spoiled, I'm used to it I yeah. don't apologize for it and as my friend said, some get, you can't apologize for it because you do it yourself so you yes, have worked yes. yourself to a point where you want to travel outside the country at least once a year I mean 2018 I think I did five countries in one year so it's one of those things where travel is big for me but when we travel I'm going to drag you to the museum and the theatre, I'm not going to make you take me shopping for Louis Vuitton and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah, I I know who I am. I know what I like. I make no apologies for it. Um, And also the reason I'm giving you that history so that you can know that it's deep-seated. And I've had to actually unlearn that big gestures equal love. Big gestures alone don't equal love. Big gestures accompanied by the right action
0: equal love.
1: Okay. okay. Um, and so that was my dad. And yeah, and then my mom, my biological mom and I have a strained relationship still. She's trying, she's coming around. And also again, this year, I think I realized she had her own issues. She had her own disappointments. She fell pregnant with me in med school. She couldn't go on to be a doctor. Mm. My father went on to be hugely successful. She sort of just struggled along. And so I think we both had to work through that and um, forgive each other for any deemed uh, misdemeanors against each other i guess because I, I didn't choose to be conceived right mm. um, and at the same time i now understand who she is and, and why she behaves the way she does so um yeah my father's late my biological mom is you know we have an understanding <laughs> <laughs> and my grandmothers i would say are still the primary maternal figures in my life um yeah so
0: I don't know if I'm rambling or if I'm asking the question. No, 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 that's question. perfect. That's perfect. I just want to know, so at what stage, because it seems like you got to a point where you realized that your decisions were not necessarily for you, and with regards to you wanting to be a pediatrician, for example, at what point did you realize, know, actually, this is what I want, this is what's good for me, this is what's important for me? Oh, only in the past six months, I would oh, say. Oh, wow. And,
1: um, you know, I'll take you through that when we chat about the later stage Mm. in my life um i think you you also asked me yeah you asked me what i wanted to be Uh, so i answered you by saying that uh, i wanted to be a pediatrician Mm. but looking back was because my father was a medical doctor um what i primarily wanted to be was an actress actually um and i remember fitting (laughs) very fitting (laughs) and i remember telling my dad uh in matric that actually i don't want to go do accountancy anymore i want to be an actress he's like okay well get get your ca qualification then you can go do your drama um degree or whatever so i actually Understand also why now i've managed to marry my technical skills and what i studied with my passion which is being on stage because i'm on stage for a living i run mm. corporate uh, workshops on financial wellness so i'm on stage it's theatrical it's high energy um i do media a lot of a lot of media commentary i'm in radio broadcast so i can see how actually by marrying my skills and my passion, I've managed to live out my purpose yeah. and make it pay. Because purpose, purpose is a privilege. Living out your passion is a privilege. Mm-hmm. Rent needs to be paid. Debit orders need to be yeah. paid. So let's not all rush out to quit our jobs and live our purpose and our passion. Because <laughs> You need the balance sheet for yes, it. Yes,
0: absolutely. And it's actually also, while you say that, I was just thinking, even just knowing what your purpose is, is a privilege as well. Being able to find it, because I mean, I had an experience where I I don't even think I still know what my purpose is. I just try to marry the things that I'm good at and try to find it in that way.
1: It takes a lot of uh, journeying inwards. So I don't think saying that knowing your purpose is a privilege is the right word, because, or rather the right phrase, because not knowing your purpose is actually a choice. Many mm. people don't want to do the work it takes to journey to your, pu- mm. to, pu- to your purpose. And the only way to do that is to go in. and. Um, that's uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable. And that's yeah. why I can say yeah. the things I'm saying about the reflection. Because I had to do a lot of inward reflection. And I had to look at myself and all my flaws and do the work to overcome those mm. and do the work to overcome my insecurities and you know, do the affirmations every morning. I meditate every morning. So it it's work. Mm. It's not going to appear in a dream. It's not going <laughs> to be read out on tarot cards. You actually need to do the work mm. and you need to be willing to see what you find when you open up the closets of your innermost center. Mm.
0: Okay, Um but wow, it's getting, it's getting deep, <laughs> probably because I can relate to what you're saying in a very deep way as well. Okay, so t- take us through a journey through studying and then finally working. Yeah, take us through that journey.
1: Um. So I finished matric uh, in Cape Town, as mentioned, at St. Joseph's Marist College. Went to study for a business science, or read for rather, read for a business science degree in finance and accounts. And uh, I lost my dad in the first three months of my first year. I was absolutely shattered. I was a big daddy's girl. I didn't know how I'm going to make it. Who's going to pay my fees? Blah blah blah. Um. Luckily, you know, I had a, a a rich uncle who stepped in and made sure all my dad's kids are looked after. Um. You know, inheritance payout and my fees were taken care of. Second year, I felt pregnant. Um. No no no. Third year. I fell pregnant um, with my ex-husband's <laughs> child, and uh, I then, yeah, I had a baby in uni, had to change streams, I finished with the BCom accounts, so I was that girl right, walking around with a tummy uh, on Jamison steps in Jamie Hall, it's Sarah, Sarah Batman Hall now. Uh, on UCT campus, and then I went to do my articles, absolutely hated it, I still had grand oh. yeah, dreams of being a CA, absolutely hated it, and when my then husband said he's been offered a very lucrative job in Johannesburg, that's when I quit, and then um, I quit at Mazars, that's where I was doing my audit articles, and I interviewed with Tech, which is where my banking journey started in February 2010, mm. um, I was in the UK banking division for six months, and in, it was a fixed-term contract. In month four, I made sure I start shadowing people in the private bank. I start making introductions. And by the time my contract came up for renewal, I'd, I had an offer from private bank. And I started there as an internal banker, became an external banker in May. And, um, yeah, the rest is history. Mm. I was at Investec until 2017 when I decided to resign to start my own company. I'd been matching my salary. By the time I left investing, i would been matching my salary for a good six months. Oh wow. And I'd now uh, run out of leave for me to go and speak. So at that stage I was speaking at a rate of fifteen thousand an hour. So I didn't understand how oh wow, I'd spend thirty days making thirty K when in two hours <laughs> yeah. I make my salary. Oh. So wow. I jumped. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, so and okay, so take it back a little bit. So now you're, you, so you're a banker, you're working, um, you're dealing with clients and all of that. When did you, what what made you want to start your business? Even prior to that, what made you want to start your whole blogging journey and just to share information with people out there? Okay. Um, the year is 2013.
1: I am 20, how old was I in 2013? I'm 20, oh, the numbers, how old am I now? <laughs> okay. I'm 26. 7. Oh, I'm that's, 28. Oh. I'm 28. 2013 that, yeah? because mm-hmm. of 2015 I was 30. So I'm 28. I have two kids, a lovely home in Danefern a box star. The husband is doing well. I'm working for the fun of it. Um, but my marriage didn't work out. My marriage was really suffering at the time and um in 2014 we both decided, you know what, this is not working. The subsequent financial position I found myself in after I walked up my marriage is what said to me, you may have all the financial knowledge in the world but still find yourself in financial distress, so my lifestyle was way bigger than my income why I needed to stay in the four area, my kids were at school a day infant at the time mm. and I had the rental, the, ele- the electricity pool man, because the kids are used to a pool, gardener car, okay my car was paid up Well, the Porsche was taken back. I was given the little golf that the driver was using for the kids. And (laughs) I was just like, the kids are used to going to Pappuccino's on a Sunday after church. The kids are used to going to Durban for uh, Easter's. The kids are used to going overseas once a year. The kids, Mm. the kids, the kids. So the financial distress wasn't even because of my own needs. Mm. It was for the kids. And my son was three at the time. My daughter was nine. And, um... You know, they'd say we're doing two weeks, two weeks with my ex. So two weeks there with me, two weeks they at daddy's house. And so they'd always scream like, I want to go to daddy's house. It's more fun. We have, me, we have pizza. You, mom, you just want to cook at home. You just want to cook at home. And that was so heavy. And I literally did so many things I'm not proud of. they in my upcoming books. I'm not going to tell you. Mm. Uh, to just make sure I get that money for my kids. All right. Because I don't want to lose my children. My yeah. little boy is three. Okay. And he wants to go to daddy's house. So it was very heavy. And that's when I started blogging financial content to help women like me. And that's why my social media following is is women like me. I get so impressed when someone stops me, like at a Woolies and says, Hi, I follow you on Instagram. And I'm looking at them, I'm like, What? You are dressed in a power suit, you're holding Mercedes <laughs> keys, honey. Or someone will, I'll be at Bryanston Shopping Center, one um, I met at Bryanston Shopping Center, and she like gets into her Porsche. She's like, I love you, I follow you on Instagram. She gets into her Porsche, I'm like, Honey. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> I know that um, I've achieved what I set out to because yes. it's literally upwardly mobile, you know, doing well for themselves, women, or even, you know, the husband is doing well, women, mm. but it's women who are sitting in a pool of 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 cash or maybe of assets because just because you're rich, just because you've got a big card, doesn't mean you've got assets, could be mm. a lot of debt behind it. Um, but that's why I started blogging and to be, absolutely honest with you, I actually remember it was around March 2015 where I was so tired of crying, so tired of fighting, so tired of praying even, that I made a deal with God. I was like, okay, look God, like I know you're busy, there's the Syrian crisis, there's refugees, there's like a <laughs> lot going on on earth, but <laughs> I need you to hear me out, okay? Um, I'll make a deal with you. If you get me through this, I promise I'll use the rest of my life to making sure other the women either one don't go through this, or if they do, mm-hmm. they're shielded. And so God was like, okay, I got you. Speaking engagements started coming in, finances came right after a long Tyler Tyler Perry style divorce. Custody battles, assets being hidden, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Long story short, I got through it and God was like, it's time to pay up. You know, I was feeling increasingly frustrated when I got to work. Um, Things weren't working at work, you know, with my clients. And so I was being pushed out. Oprah speaks about, you know, the universe whispering and then knocking. You know, running you over, basically. So I got pushed out, I believe, spiritually, um, out of my workplace to this. And that's why I named my consultancy the next chapter. Mm. Because... um, I wanted to be an organisation that helps the African, especially African individual, usher in the next chapter in our wealth narrative. Because we we've got high incomes, we do get paid well. We we go to school, we study, we get good jobs, but we don't have big balance sheets. Mm-mm. So we're rich, but we we're income rich but asset poor. And I want through my workshops, my media broadcasting, my whatever platform I'm on, my writing to help people start converting more of those incomes into assets, balance sheets, wealth that we can then
0: transfer on to the next generation. Mm. That is so important. That is so important. Like, it actually makes sense. Okay, so then, um, uh, I I love hearing you speak, by the way. (laughs) Anyway, sorry. Um, So I like to ask all my guests, You've basically taken us through how you got to where you are now and why you do what you do now, which is, I think, the most important part of it. How how has your business grown since you started it? Oh, um, so
1: I lost my speaking agent three months into oh. <laughs> this new journey. And I went, I was using up my savings. I got a little bit of a divorce settlement, which was basically the money I'd come in with um, from my inheritance. So that carried me for a little bit. I also downsized. I moved out of the the place I was living in. I went into a small apartment and um, my ex would come in his Ferrari (laughs) to pick up the kids. Outside my little apartment (laughs) and I'm just like... (laughs) I was like, kids, bring me some. Don't finish your food and pappuccinos. Bring me some because we only have baked beans. Okay, I'm exaggerating for dramatic effect. Anyway. um it's the actress in you. Yes, coming out. Um, no, um, so I lost I lost my speaking agent. I had to figure things out myself. I tried a lot of things. I was rejected a lot of times. And it just built a thick skin. And it built um, my spirituality as well. Because mm-hmm. I needed that conviction that what i'm doing is needed um there's a japanese Philosophy um, that is called the ikigai, which is basically a description, I guess, of your purpose. And it says that your ikigai, your purpose, is the meeting of what the world needs, what you're good at, what you love doing, and what you'll get paid for. And where those four elements meet, you know, that's usually where your purpose ah. is. And so I was like, God, what's happening? Come through, come through, God. And uh, yeah, I mean, there were times where I'd make a lot of money. There'd be times where nothing was coming in for a, a, a long time. But God always caught me at the point where I wanted to give up. And Reminded me why this was necessary, and he'd always do that whenever I'd veer from what he had called me to do or what we'd agreed I would do. Mm. So, um, I were chatting earlier, I was telling you that I'd stepped away from social media, stepped away from campaigns, from media interviews because I felt I was becoming an it girl, and this was never meant to be about me, it was about the content. So, I felt that people were paying too much attention to the vessel and not its contents mm. and that's why I've stepped away because I wanted the contents to shine and not the vessel and not me because um, you can't get drunk off this social media status and um being paid to literally attend an event I, I got paid to go watch uh, a TV a new TV show <laughs> I thought this was hilarious <laughs> Anyway, um, anyway, <laughs> so, yeah, um, those, those are some of the, well, the lowlights, the lowlights have definitely been losing my agent. Um, definitely the times where I'd have to borrow money from people and they'd say, oh, you know, and yeah. people need to understand there's no financial knowledge that can protect you from money not coming in. Yeah. You know, if money is not coming in, you've got nothing to budget with. So let's not be stupid. Okay, Um, but it also made me realize that being a personal finance expert doesn't mean that I'm a small business expert or an entrepreneurial expert. There were a lot of lessons that had to be learned, a lot of school fees. I've spent a lot of money in just staying on this journey, but it's been absolutely amazing. Uh, The rewards have been insane from the awards, the international recognition, um, the travel, and obviously people just saying, you know, some get because of you, I've killed this date, mm. or because of you, I managed to do that, or because of you, I, I, I thought long and hard before going through my divorce, and I put the actual plans in place before walking out. Because men plan for their divorce, Tina, we wake up and say, and find our friends and say, i'm Shia, and say, Shia Chominyam me And then <laughs> you only plan once you've walked out the door. Then it's they chilly. plan, yeah. then walk out the door. So it's just, um, it's been very fulfilling in many, 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 many ways. And um, it's been a journey of learning and growth for me too. I'm definitely a better person now than I was a year ago, than I was when I left mm. Tech, And... Um, it would take a lot for me to go back. I'm willing to sacrifice a lot to stay on this path. I drive a small car. Um, cross fingers for me, just bought a house. i waiting for that to go through. Congrats. Thank you. But I literally would live in a, a one-bed apartment. I literally would continue driving a small car. I literally would wear no-name clothing mm. just for the opportunity to do what I'm doing. So when we ask people, what would you do for free? This. If you were to say to me what would you do if you weren't doing this? Still this. Um, and that's when I know that I'm walking in my mm. path. There's nothing else I'd rather be doing with that. Would my you say life.
0: that's one of your highlights? The highlights of your journey just being able to do what you love and live it out fully? The highlights,
1: um, you know, that's the fulfillment, you know. Mm. And I guess even in the bad times, I'm still fulfilled. So I don't want to call it a highlight because it's a steady thread okay. in my in my day-to-day yeah. life. Um, the highlights have definitely been um, traveling to New York, the, the MyPad UN recognition. The highlights have been people recognizing me when I walk in a shop, uh, I promise you it's such a trip. Like if you recognize me, please greet me. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely love it. Um, And also my kids just talking about me at school. Like, you know, my mom does this mom. My friends saw you on TV. You know, my mom is Kim long. It's so cute. And (laughs) it makes me so happy that Mm. my kids take such pride in me and my work. And uh, yeah, they've been so at the travel. I mean, I've spoken in Nigeria, Kenya, Malawi, it's, it's Cyprus. So my, my work has taken me to places that I never thought it would take me to. And also, I guess, when I'm just sitting in in a room or at a table, and, and most recently I've been finding myself at the table with very, very powerful men, and they're just like, I like her because she's smart. That does something, something to me. you know when, when Because it takes a lot, I think, for an African man to see you for your brains. Mm. um And I, I'm generalizing, yes, uh, I apologize, but I think there are <laughs> enough cases that make my statement hold okay it takes a lot for them to see you as a brainy equal and not just you know someone perhaps that they can get lucky with further down the line yeah so i like that and i'm proud of that and yeah that's definitely been my
0: highlights okay um what is what is a i'm just i'm asking this because you mentioned like earlier like when you've had to borrow money people are like oh but don't you teach about money type of thing um what are some of the misconceptions about what you do that you've come across.
1: <laughs> well, uh I don't know if it's about what I do or about me. Oh, oh so
0: sorry, sorry to interrupt you, but another thing, another reason I ask this is because on your Instagram you say I do not trade Bitcoin. I do not <laughs> I do not
1: trade forex. I do not trade forex. So there are I left Facebook because there've been so many accounts opened in my name, uh that sell Luno currency mm. and uh they're there have been so many irate DMs, people threatening my physical safety, saying that I've scammed them. Oh I goodness. do not, I have not, um, I am unlikely to sell forex unless it's regulated, legislated, and it's in a formal um, mm. you know, channel. So that's that's one of the misconceptions. But I don't think it's a misconception with my followers. In fact, a lot of my um core followers have actually come to my defense they're like how many times must some case say she doesn't sell for X?" Yeah, they know So yeah they know i'm not mm, that girl mm. but um one of the biggest misconceptions about me is that i've got this rich boyfriend hiding somewhere <laughs> <laughs> that pays all my bills and, <laughs> and flies me everywhere uh that's a misconception i pay most of my bills myself and uh, I do, as I said, because I don't stay when I when I don't feel respected or when I don't feel that I'm being treated the way I'm supposed to be treated. I leave. So I've had a number of rich boyfriends. There's no like <laughs> one primary one. <laughs> and
0: and it's it's so weird that people would think that because you're so open.
1: They do for a long time. Uh, my exes, my ex in laws were like, you know, who's this rich boyfriend paying for all her things? He'll come out in the wash. I'm like. Is there someone pretending to be my boyfriend? Is he re- I'm interested. I'm single. Like, introduce me to What him. do you introduce know that I don't know? Me. Yes, I'd actually like to meet him. Um, so that's one of the biggest misconceptions. I do date well off. I do. I attract well off. So people will look at my page and be like, oh, okay, some kid's always traveling. Yeah. So it just, it manifests itself. Yeah. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, <laughs> people look at the way I carry myself, the way I speak, <laughs> where, I, where I take myself out. To eat you know where i how i treat myself you uh, when i have my meals i have my meals at the table yeah by myself with no one looking i have my meals at the table my radio is permanently set to classic fm i've recently started doing ballet because i like ballet and and my grand couldn't afford it when i was growing up so there's certain things i like and um it then begets a certain type of man because there's certain things i'll speak about certain composers for instance art periods museums mm. that's what i like mm. and then it then becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy number one um the other misconception okay the forex trading the rich boyfriend um at some point there was a room i'm dating a president i don't know which one <laughs> 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 there's always there's always i never stand on my own it's always off someone you, else someone else yeah and i think that's because i don't actually put out my actual work on social media, which is corporate workshops, which I charge a hefty sum for, because uh, it's quite technical, the, the content we put out, but also the returns to the organization. Mm. So we fit in and show that we can put together three hour workshop. The unique selling point is that it's gamified. There's cash prizes at the end of it. And a lot of people, once a lot of the staff members, once we've actually shown them, the full financial planning journey will then go to their in-house financial advisors or financial wellness consultants and then sign up for a consultation. Their financial profile is improved, absenteeism is lowered, productivity is increased. That is something I don't put up on social media. Mm. So there's a big science to what I do. I have an MBA with a dissertation on over indebtedness. I understand consumer behavior. So I'm not going to put me standing in a workshop on social media because I know that my followers don't want to see that. They want to see the glam. And that's what i put out so there's a big misconception Mm. i run a seven-figure turnover business you know and i'm I'm not going to put my financials on social media of course there are times that are dry and i will still look booked and busy or even post content from long ago because looking booked and busy actually gets people booking you yeah. right? Yes. So there, yes. there, there are phases, there are cycles. I'm not immune to them. Um, there are times where I can't afford to buy something. There are times where there's abundance. There are times where I, um, someone who knows me will, will make an introduction, but there's no invoice, not a single invoice I've had to sleep for, not a single invoice I've had to bribe for, not a single invoice I did not get on merit. Mm. And um, I think... I'm at the stage where those people that know my work know me and my work speaks for itself. The results speak for them for themselves. The reports speak for themselves. So I actually quite enjoy the mystique that comes with how does she actually make the <laughs> money? Because I keep your 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 interest, your attention, and I profit off of it. I can spin anything. <laughs> so I'm actually not afraid of good or bad PR.
0: Mm. Oh, wow. Okay. Um Sure. So I always ask my guests this one question. It's the reason why I ask it is because I believe in this quote that says, "Be who you needed when you were younger." Mm-hmm. So I feel like when I was younger, there was an, a, a figure that I would have loved to see or a message that I would love to, to have heard. And I always think of what of being that person for my younger self because if I needed that, then there's someone else who needs it now. Um, so I always ask my guests if you could go back and speak to younger Samke. What would you say to her?
1: (laughs) I would say that just like Moses, your mom didn't give you up because she didn't love you. She gave you up because you were so precious. You needed to be raised in a protective, safe, Mm. affirming household because of the journey you have to walk on this earth. Um, Only now have I fallen in love with myself. Only now have I shed the need for affirmation or validation. And that's actually made me a better person. People think that when you don't need external validation or affirmation, you're arrogant. No, no, I'm complete. And mm. that doesn't make me arrogant. It actually makes me in a puts me in a better position to love and give with no expectation for anything in return. Mm. Because I don't go into a deficit when I give. Because I'm self-replenishing. And that's what I would say to myself.
0: Oh, wow. That's beautiful. absolutely yeah. really beautiful. beautiful. Cool. Oh, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so interesting because like I've said before, I've heard you speak before. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I've never heard this side to you. I, I promise you i know you don't believe it but i promise i've
1: i hate speaking and i think god with this corona is like <laughs> go back online because i'm like no god i want to go into the mountains and do yoga with the monks <laughs> but um i guess when you've been called and when you surrender to the calling um and to being of service, you you just you rise to the occasion. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie; I do not want to do this because I'm like, there's nothing new I'm gonna you say. You can say that. I'm like, Mm-mm, there's, no there's way. nothing new. But also, um, I also realize that that comes across because you're focusing on the vessel. You're, you're focusing on being the product as opposed to being the vessel and allowing God, Spirit, Universe to speak through you. Mm. So um, it's also a journey for me to go back into that because. Again, in trying to not be out there, I was also not heeding the call to say no, 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 no. Samke, you remain humble. You say you go where we send you. If it means that for you to execute on the mandate that as God I've given you, you need to shine and be a star, then that's what you'll do in mm. service. So a lot of us, I love what what, what Zozi said because a lot of us. Women don't want to take up space and cement ourselves. We mm-hmm. almost we apologize for it and say, no, 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 someone else should. Someone else. No, God is like, gay. you go. And if it means that you're going to travel and be in front of the camera and always have to have lashes and makeup in order to preach my message, so be it. Um, and I'm, I'm accepting that. I'm accepting the affirmation, the validation, even though I don't need it. I accept it, right? But I don't get drunk off it. Yeah. I focus on the mission, yeah. number one. Number two, we also always think that mission or purpose is linked to poverty. Honey, you can fly business class and still do the Lord's work, okay? <laughs> so we need to make sure we're not
0: <laughs> thinking
1: that those are mutually exclusive. Yeah. And that's something I'm also
0: starting to accept. You, you speak about affirmations a lot. So before we wrap up, um, what are some of your favorite affirmations that you say to yourself? Me?
1: Yeah. Um so so actually I, I don't believe in those like in front of the mirror
0: affirmations like mantras you don't believe in those. No.
1: So all I do is when I'm meditating, you know, um I I I say the the only reality is my core. Mm. So o- only only what I believe inside or truly in my deepest cause, what I'll see in my reality. So as much as I go around saying, oh, Corona, I'm panicked. I'm actually not. <laughs> because Are I know I'm not? good. I'm no, so scared. I know I, I, I'm actually gonna make a lot of money during this period. Ugh. I'm actually loving Corona, <laughs> what it, what it's done for our environment and for the earth. It's beautiful. Earth is, is actually healing. You know if they speak about the canals in venice yeah. running clear water for the first time in years swans are returning it's actually beautiful mother nature's healing herself and i'm totally loving it um so the the only reality is my core i'm the source of all abundance mm. and um yeah th- those are the two so i mm. don't like stand in front of the mirror and say i am beautiful i am beautiful ten times before leaving the house because if in your deepest core you don't, don't believe, believe it. It, it's, it doesn't matter. Mm. So I don't even need to say I'm beautiful because what does that even mean? If I get into an accident and then my face is disfigured, are you no longer beautiful? will that change yeah. the fact that I am the source of all abundance? It's all quite superficial. Once you understand that you are the universe, I literally believe, and this may sound crazy to a lot of people, but just listen to it and see where you go with it. I literally believe that all of earth, right, in all of earth, I'm the only one that can control what my reality is, i.e. everyone that comes into my world is coming into my world to test me on my mission. Mm. So if someone does something to me, I don't externalize it with, oh, they're a bad person, oh, they're whatever. Okay, if I am at the center of my universe and this person has been brought to me, God is testing me in terms of my reaction, my actions. Do I use this as an opportunity to heal? And, and and when I get to heaven, God will only make me answer for me and my actions. I won't be able to say, <laughs> it won't matter. Mm. When I think of it that way, as much as it sounds like, oh my gosh, so basically no one else matters. No, no. No one else's actions should impact my reaction. I must always operate from the sense of I'm the only thing I can control in the mm. universe. Because you are. Because I am. So even with everything happening around us, I'm like, okay, God, could this be an opportunity for me to focus and zero in back on what the world needs, the women of the world need versus what was making me money versus my invoices? What, all of what's happening around the world, what does it mean as a message from you to me? Mm. Um, It sounds ridiculous to think that the whole world can come to a standstill because God is sending you a message. But (laughs) I literally do believe Every day when I wake up, I say, okay, God, with everything happening around me, between me and you, what's the message? Mm. And it keeps me grounded, but can also sound as though you're totally insane. Mm -mm. But it actually helps you surrender. Because if I'm thinking, oh, woe is me, my bookings are canceled, my debit orders are going to bounce. That's a very physical view of what's happening around you. If you think of it spiritually, you're like, wow, that's such a beautiful shift. This is actually making us go back to, to the way we should be living. I mean, more people are saying, I'm growing my veggies and yes, my veggie patch. Yes. More people are saying, you know what, why do we need to get into a car and continue damaging the ozone layer when this meeting could have been via Skype? Children are at home with their parents. I think it's absolutely beautiful what's happened, apart from the deaths. Apart from the deaths. Yes, of but course. it took something this <coughs> drastic to remind us as humans that we actually we actually are powerless. And when you surrender to that and flow instead of force, force uh, it's it's beautiful. It's mm. a s- sense of peace, and it reminds you that there's always a higher being working. Yeah. And it's I I've, I've found it completely uh, soothing, actually.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, How can our listeners get in touch with you? Um, your
1: listeners can get in touch with me on Instagram. My handle is at I underscore Sipesileh. On Twitter it's just samke.com. On LinkedIn it's Samge S uh, or you
0: can just Google Samge and something <laughs> pops up. You can Google me, it's okay. Wow, you so like so you're just not here to teach us about our monies, you're here to teach us about our inner beings as well. So I'm still recovering from your message that you just gave. Thank you so much. That's, yeah, I'm overwhelmed a little bit. Be careful of terms. When I called
1: myself a wealth coach or referred to myself as a wealth coach, it was because ex-private banker wasn't going to stick. But I didn't realize how powerful that term was because what is wealth? You can't budget your way to wealth. Start Mm-mm. there. Um, you need to create, right? So where does the source where's the source of creation is in your innermost being actually once i unlearned everything i thought i knew i actually made more money yeah that's when i started making money Mm.
0: thank you so so much for sharing all your words and thank you it's a pleasure thank you so so much (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. As always, we love to engage with all of you, so feel free to pop us an email if you have any feedback or get recommendations on info at SheBrigade.com. We're also on Twitter and Instagram, so don't forget to tag us on your posts at SheBrigade. See you next week.